This is episode 37 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils, human design, and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chasiri and Roz Isbell, and there are three things we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Roz. Hi, Nani. So today we're going to talk about age-related themes in your human design chart. And sometimes these come up as big challenges, and sometimes they're just a shift in the way you use your energy, mostly maturing as you get a little bit older. So Roz is going to tell us a little bit about how it works when you're an itty bitty baby. Yeah. So one of the cool things about human design is that it points to various times in our life when there will be changes, when things will happen. So we're going to start at the beginning and the first obvious change that happens as far as human design is concerned is around about the age of seven. Because up until the age of seven, the individual, the child, the baby, the toddler, they live in the aura of their adult, you know, their mum or their dad or their guardian, their carer, whoever. Hopefully it's a consistent person, you know, ideally it's a parent and they live in that aura and that's how they learn. They certainly do have their own human design and they do express it, but it's very immature and they really do need that consistent adult aura around them until they reach the age of seven. And any one of you out there who are parents of children who have gone past that age seven milestone will know that major changes start to happen around about that age. And it's not just because the child's going to school or because the child is, you know, gathering more intelligence. Of course, it may have something to do with those factors, but it's absolutely got to do with the fact that they are now ready to energetically stand on their own two feet, if you like. So that's really the first marker if you like, of major change that happens as far as human design is concerned. I just want to add a little here because I found this one very fascinating, especially having younger kids and just watching kids around me. You know, it's no wonder why kids like crawl up on your lap and just want to sit by you. You know, sometimes it can be you like don't want them on you all the time, but they just want to feel protected with you. And sometimes even like maybe they want you to lay in the bed with them because they're very, they're very open to everything. And so they just want this protective bubble around them, which is your aura. Another really cool thing that I learned about this age range is especially when babies are really little. So some of the stuff we're talking about kind of has to do with the astrology piece of human design. But I learned about the chakras as well and breastfeeding or, you know, holding a baby with a bottle. It's the same area of your body you're like holding your baby right near your heart chakra, which in human design is like your will center and your G center or self center. So it's just really interesting how these things all 
intertwine with each other and make total sense to me. They might not to you, or you might not agree with me, but. (laughs) Well, I agree with you, Nani. I think it's absolutely amazing the way that we have evolved to work with each other's energies, especially in that parenting relationship and you know for the sake of the conversation let's call it the mother-child relationship it might not be that but you know that that kind of works in this conversation but yes I think it's really important that people consider these things and, and understand that every interaction that you have with your child when they are under the age of seven is having an effect on their energy not to put too much pressure on you or anything but that's the way it works So Nani, the next one is the Saturn returns. Do you want to take those? Sure. So the first Saturn return begins around age 28. It could be around 28 to 29, or maybe it starts at 29, but you just start feeling it right before that. You can actually look your Saturn actual like Saturn return date up online. Just type in like Saturn return calculator. Is that what it is, Ross? Yeah. And you can put in your birth date and it will tell you when it is. This can feel like a really hard time for people because the way I've heard it described is, is it's like a barbed wire fence that is keeping you on your authentic path. And when you go off your path, it really just like pokes you back onto it. And it can feel like like the floor is coming out from underneath you during your Saturn return because it's poking you so hard because it, it's really trying to shake you into aligning with your authentic self. And you might even feel this like a little bit after you turn 29 to 30 because you're still trying to sort out this energy. And in your human design chart, there's actually Saturn is on your human design chart and you can see what gates are there. And the thing that you do is you look at what the gate that's in the red side is, that's your unconscious and the gate in your the black side, which is conscious. And you look at what those two gates mean and you kind of see how they could conflict with each other because that's probably what <laughs> it's going to bring you. And then what you're trying to do is to harmonize the energies of the two. And sometimes you have the same gate in both that is the case for me. And just to give you an example of mine, I have gate 29 in my Saturn, and that is about committing to things. And so what I really learned, and I didn't actually learn my Saturn return at age 30, it took me a lot longer than that, is that if I commit to the wrong things, I get super burned out, I get sick. And that happened to me a lot when I was going through my Saturn return. I didn't know at the time, I didn't know about human design, but if I look back, I can see what was happening. And when I learned about human design and learned about Saturn return, it made so much sense to me and it made me feel even more strongly about only saying yes to things that I really wanted to do because if I don't, life's going to push me (laughs) or poke me from the barbed wire to get me back to doing what I want to be doing anyway. So I might as well just proactively kind of feel the harmony of the Saturn return. Exactly. Yeah. I remember very clearly my Saturn return. And and just for those of you who might be wondering what, what Saturn return, what does it mean? What it means is that it takes around about 29 years for Saturn to come back to the place that it was at the time of your birth. So in Nani's case, when she was born, Saturn was in the gate 29. And then 
it took another 28, 29 years for Saturn to return back into the gate 29. So that's, that's how it works. But I remember from a personal perspective, I remember very, very clearly what was going on in my life around about that time. And it was absolutely a time of upheaval, a time of, uh, you know, line in the sand you know where are you going with this what are you going to do and it was it was it was deep it was it was big stuff and I actually don't think I resolved it properly to be honest it took me several years after to resolve and you know until I did actually resolve it that particular issue stuck with me so if you are coming up to that stage, coming up to Saturn return, certainly your first Saturn return, just have a look at what's going on in your life because it, you know, Saturn will bring up things that you aren't dealing with properly and check the gates and see how what is going on in your life is relating to what is going on in your human design chart under the planet Saturn. And you can find out more about that. I mean, there's plenty of resources out there for you to find out what the gates mean, but it can be really handy to actually have a human design reading with someone and have them go through what is going on for you at these major milestones in your life that we'll we'll be talking about. So yeah, you get two Saturn returns, you get one around about 29, and then you get another one a bit later on, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes so there is an exciting thing about your saturn return for one thing it just shakes shakes up your life and shakes stuff off that you no longer need so that you can be more in your authentic self and so the exciting thing is that you get rewards from your whatever is in your jupiter and So sometimes for me, it's interesting to look at your Jupiter, maybe even first and say, am I getting this energy? Is this energy in my life? Because whatever is in your red and your black Jupiter, you will receive if you have gone through and sorted out your Saturn. So what I was thinking about too is essential oils that you could use during your Saturn return. And one of them that comes to me is lemongrass because that's like the oil of cleansing And really what you're doing with your Saturn return, even though it's big things that come up, like you might lose a job or you get divorced or something happens with your house or money or things like that, it's actually shaking. It's just trying to sort out what's really good for you. And so lemongrass does that for me as an essential oil to like enhance that even more. But you probably also need a lot of like tender care during this time because it's probably a crazy feeling time. So something like balance would be, it's the grounding blend would be something else that I would suggest. And also peppermint can be really good for dealing with this particular time in your life when things seem to be sort of crashing down around you, perhaps, potentially. We're making it sound really awful, aren't we, Nani? Or at least I am because I remember mine and I did not know human design back then. So it was pretty traumatic for me. But forewarned is forearmed you know if you are if you know that you're coming up to this situation then you can deal with it a whole lot better with the human design gives you the tools to deal with it but i think peppermint's a great oil for dealing with something like satin return because it's the oil of the buoyant heart it can help you to deal with pain it can help you to deal with you know pessimism and when you are feeling really heavy and kind of downtrodden it can help you 
to feel more optimistic, to feel happier, more buoyant, more energized. It will do all of those things for you. So peppermint is an amazing all-round oil. If you don't have peppermint in your collection, you should have peppermint in your collection. It's an especially good oil for generators and 70% of people are generators, but it's a great oil for everyone. So the next age where you might feel a shift is around age 40. And then you can, again, feel it a little before that and a little after. This one is not as jarring as Saturn might be. It's more about moving from youthful themes to more mature themes. So if you think about it, you learn a lot up until you're 40. And I mean, keep learning, of course, but (laughs) you you might just react to it a little bit differently um, around that age. And what actually is happening in the human design chart is that you're moving from the the themes of your south node, and those look like an upside down U with little circles on the end of it, both the red side and the black side. So that's what's in your youth from zero to 40. And then you move to your north node themes, so the gates that are in the black and the red, the one that's like an upside down U with circles on it. Um, I'm describing it in such eloquent terms here, but usually fairly close to the top too, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, you're just like moving into more mature themes of energy. The themes of your youth are still there, but you're going to feel the energy of your North node more after you pass the age of 40. And the one caveat to this is if you are a role model, and that this has its own life cycles or themes. There are three of them. Zero to 30, you are experimenting and experientially learning. And then from 30 to about 50, you're integrating. So it's kind of like more hunkered down, a little bit calmer time. And then when you're around 50, you become the role model and you're like integrating what you learned and and being able to share it with other people. So if you have the role model energy, which is the line six in your profile, then you might not feel this shift to the north nodes until closer to age 50. I know this because I have this one, and I'm in the hunker down phase, and I'm probably not very mature either. I'm just kidding. I would dispute that. I would absolutely dispute that, Nani. Not what you just said, by the way, just that you're not very mature. But very mature. Like, for your age. <laughs> I'm going to stop before I even worse than what I've just said. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so what I often sort of say to people that I talk to about moving from the South Node to the North Node scenes is you kind of become a grown-up. You know, there's a couple of phases in human design. And the first one is this Uranus, 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 depending on how you say it, opposition point at around about 40, where you do become more mature. And if you have a third line in your human design profile. So if if you've got a three in your profile, then it's also relevant to you because what happens around about that age is you stop needing to experiment as much. You've done a lot of experimenting and the whole idea of the experimental part of the third line is the learning. 
because there's a lot of learning comes out of experimenting. And so once you get to about 40, you find that you don't need to experiment as much. You have more experience around experimenting. And so you don't need to, you know, go out on a limb and do something crazy or, you know, experiment for the sake of it because you've already got a pretty good idea of what the outcome's going to be because you've either done it or you've done enough experimenting to know what will happen. So definitely if you're a third line profile around about the age of 40, Uranus opposition time is a time when things will start to settle down on the experimental side. But generally speaking, we become more conscious of who we are. And what's also interesting about that Uranus opposition time or that particular landmark, if you like, that particular age marker is that it's around that time that we become much more aware of our unconscious design. And that could be because it's just one of those things that happens. All of a sudden we grow into the awareness of our unconscious design. I think it's also got to do with the fact that we've had 40 years of other people telling us that we are good at this or that's who we are or you know, pointing out our strengths or our vulnerabilities that actually come from those unconscious energies, if you like, the red gates and channels that are in your chart. So you know, you've got a design side and a personality side. And we've just talked about that recently in a, a recent podcast. But if you look at the red side, you often don't know that that is actually who you are until you reach around age 40. So it's a big time. It's not for nothing that we talk about going through a, a midlife crisis. And there's also a fair argument to say that midlife isn't 40 anymore. It's a bit older than 40. But we actually do sort of start to grow into ourselves around about 40. It's a very, very cool time. It's a very good time. I was just going to give an example of maybe two gates that how we might see them differently in the south nodes versus the north nodes. So gate 17 is about opinions and gate 51 is about shock. So think about that when you're like in your 20s or maybe you're a teenager, <laughs> anything before age 40. And you are shocking people with your opinions and you're just giving them to people. You don't realize that you're actually supposed to be asked for some of the, <laughs> your opinions. And so you're just going around sharing them. But as you mature, you start to learn that you can wait for someone to ask you. And it, it's just much more appreciated and accepted and taken in if you don't just push that energy out there. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. It makes total sense. And I think it's really, it's actually a really beautiful thing. You know, we, <laughs> there's a certain amount of self-righteousness that comes with age, isn't there? And we sit back and say, oh, and especially when you understand human design, it's not just self-righteousness, it's actually understanding. It's saying, well, I understand why that person's saying what they're saying, because that's the age that, that's what they're supposed to be saying. That's what they're supposed to be doing. That's what they're supposed to be sharing. That's how they're supposed to be heard or how they're supposed to be recognized. And then when you move into 40 and you move past that Uranus opposition and, and to explain what that means, the nodes, those U-shapes or horseshoe shapes that Nani was describing in the glyphs when you look at your human design chart, that actually not planets or objects they're points in the sky and they have to do with the moon 
I won't go into the details of it, partly because I don't actually know the details of it, but they have to do with the moon and certainly they shift around about the time when Uranus or Uranus has moved to a 180 degree angle from the point that it was at the time of your birth. So Uranus is a lot further away from planet Earth than Saturn is. Saturn does a whole circuit of the human design chart in 30 years. Uranus actually takes 80 years or thereabouts to do a whole circuit. So its opposition point, its halfway point or its 180 degree point happens at around about 40 years of age. So yeah, there's there's maths to all of this. <laughs> there's maths to everything. Isn't that boring? <laughs> Sorry to those of you who love maths. I know there's plenty of you out there. I actually love maths now. Now that I'm past 40, I love maths. <laughs> Never used to. I'm much more mature now. <laughs> so here, see, here comes my immaturity. What oils would you use for your Uranus? <laughs> Just Um, what oils would I use for Uranus opposition? I've learned to speak, speak American. Um, do you now? This is an interesting thing. I don't know whether our audience will be the slightest bit interested. In America, do you say Uranus? I hear both ways as well. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, All right. So, really, what essential oils would you recommend, Roz, for the Uranus opposition time? I think one of the most beautiful oils that we can use for this particular time of our lives and, you know, all through our lives, because it's a very powerful and, and very useful oil is frankincense. Frankincense can just help with that, you know, that, that moving into that next phase of your life, that evolution, if you like, that there's a, a certain amount of evolving that happens over that couple of years and I think frankincense could be a really great support for that. What about you? I would agree with frankincense or any of the wood oils. That's how I would describe them like Siberian fir, Douglas fir, cypress. Nice. Because you're kind of you're transitioning and you need to flow and be grounded and all of the things the tree essential oils bring for you. Yeah, yeah. Douglas fir, Siberian fir. Even some of the, the holiday blends have got a lot of the fur oils and the wood oils and they're actually really nice. They're not just for the holidays. They're really nice at any time. They're especially nice in winter. So I know in the Southern Hemisphere, it's winter as we're recording this particular episode. The, the Joterra blends that are the holiday blends are... Holiday joy, holiday peace. Thank you. Holiday joy and holiday peace. And I don't know how you feel at the moment, Nani, sitting there in your warm climate about diffusing or smelling either of those oils. But for me right now, they sound really, really nice. Even though it's not, you know, typical holiday time here right now, and it won't be for another, oh gosh, five months, <laughs> four months even, five months. But it's just nice to have a blend like that that contains so many of these oils that can help you with this transition time. The next age where you might feel another shift is at age 50. So these are going decade by decade for a little while here. This is the Chiron return, or the Chiron is called the wounded healer. 
I'm going to let Raz explain this one. So Chiron was actually discovered in 1978. So anyone who is born post-1978 has a different theme to their Chiron. And anyone who's born pre-1978, for them, Chiron is usually around whatever's happened in your life that's kind of been a bit of a nemesis, it's kind of beaten you up a bit. Like for me, my Chiron, my conscious Chiron is in the gate 63 and it's about doubt and having doubt in myself. It shouldn't be about that, mind you. The gate 63 in its high expression is about doubting things before you go off telling the world about them. It's not about doubting yourself, but very often it comes up as being about doubting yourself. And so what I realized when I went through my Chiron return, and Chiron return happens anywhere between around 48 and 52. To be honest with you, I've never seen anyone whose Chiron return has been pre-48 and a half maybe and post-51. So I would say 48 and a half to 51 is usually when the Chiron return happens. And of course, it means that Chiron is back where it was when you were born. So just getting back to what I was saying about my gate 63 in Chiron. It doesn't make definition in your chart. You won't see where your Chiron is from a standard chart. You can speak to a human design practitioner and they can find your Chiron for you. You you can also go to freehumandesignchart.com and you can find your Chiron on those charts. They come up pretty quickly. We have learned that Chiron is an important part of your your energy. I think Ra acknowledges that Chiron is a very important part of your energy. It doesn't bring definition to your chart. So in my case, I've got the gate 63 and it doesn't show up in my chart as the gate 63. And if I had the opposite gate of it defined, which is the gate four, it wouldn't give me that channel. It just shows up. So getting back to what I was saying, doubt has always been a massive, massive theme in my life. And I find it really interesting that I discovered human design very close to my Chiron return. And human design is the thing that allays all doubt for me. You know, I have no doubt in human design. Human design gives me answers that I never, ever had before. It gives me skills to answer questions that I've never been able to answer before. It allays any doubt that I have. I mean, I still doubt things. I'm not saying that I go off saying that everything's right. I doubt what I'm supposed to doubt, but I no longer doubt myself because once I got to that point in my life, I discovered this tool, this amazing tool that Nani and I talk to you about regularly, this human design tool. And it has basically cured my Chiron issues. (laughs) And I think that that's just a beautiful example of of how these markers, these these age markers can have an effect in your life. And certainly how it worked for me. Getting back to what happens if you were born post-1978. If you were born after 1978, it's actually, it's more about your life purpose. So whatever shows up in your Chiron that particular gate energy is more about, you know, what you came here to achieve, what your purpose in life is. I learned the same things and the way my mind thinks of it is if you were born after 1978, you actually, maybe you could say you're like a little bit lighter, you have a little less karma to work through. But when you were 1978, 
or earlier, there's a couple more challenges that we, I don't know, we came to earth to overcome. And I agree, I haven't hit my Chiron return, but I have noticed the Chiron theme throughout my life. I have the 27 is one of mine, and that's like about nurturing. But of course, I can nurture others to my detriment, like codependence or things like that. And that's definitely something that I've had to sort through in my life. And my other one is focus, which having an open head and getting all these ideas and inspirations that I want to run around and do, having focus would be really helpful. But I have challenges with that. Yeah. So once you've been through your Cairo return, once that date has arrived and then you've moved on, that is when you really become a grown-up. So we sort of say, get to 40, you you become much more self-aware, you become much more aware of everything else. You're almost a grown-up. So you don't become a fully-fledged grown-up until your Chiron return. And then you can honestly say that you're a grown-up and that you have, it's kind of like you get this wisdom planted in you that wasn't there a couple of months ago. It's, it's quite intriguing. And of course, as Nani was saying before, this is for everyone. What I just said is for everyone, but it is particularly significant for any of you who are sixth line profiles, any of you who have that role model energy in your chart, because once you hit Chiron return, then you become a role model. You're over your experimental stage. You're over your introverted, inward looking, healing time, and you come out into the world again as a role model. So it's a very auspicious time for a sixth line profile, but I think also it's a very important time for everyone. And I just want to say that turning 50 is cool. If you're worried about it, (laughs) please don't. It's, you know, my life has been amazing since then. And I, I look back on all of the wonderful experiences that I've had in my life prior to turning 50. And I just have a different feel about my life now. It's, it's wonderful. So don't ever fear turning 50, please. I would say you have the, the leg up by listening to this if you have not hit 50 yet because knowing that there's going to be a big shift coming can be really helpful. Had I known about my Saturn return, maybe I would have just gone through it differently or given myself a little more love <laughs> during that time. I do know that the Chiron return can be hard for some people, especially six line. It's called you're coming off the roof. And if you don't know that it's coming, it can kind of shake you up a little bit like the Saturn return. So I'm guessing Ra's had a little bit of awareness as she was going through it. Oh yeah. Whatever works she Hey, we're we're all (laughs) we're always working on stuff, aren't we? But yes, absolutely, absolutely. At that particular time in my life there was a lot of working through perhaps more than usual stuff going on. Be gentle. Yeah. Yeah, just be gentle. And one more thing, Nani, and this might be something that you can speak to although you haven't been through it yet, what happens post Chiron return if you're a sixth line is you often have do-overs. You often get a chance to live through things that happened to you in your 30s that perhaps you you had a a particular experience with. It might have been 
a good experience or perhaps more likely a not so good experience, you get a chance to do it again. And I've heard people say that it's been almost exactly the same experience, exactly the same place, the same people, the same words, things happen over again and you get a chance to do them again. This is what happens prior to being 30, right? Yeah, yeah. So any things that happen to you in that experimental phase of your life as a sixth line profile, that first 30 years, um, can come back again post Chiron and and you get a do-over. And you deal with it maybe in a more mature way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what oils would you suggest for the Chiron? Well, Chiron. Chiron is a, well, for me, it was, like I said, it was quite a big one for me. It was probably a bigger experience for me than the Uranus opposition was. One oil I would recommend would be lavender and mostly because it's called the Swiss Army Knife of Essential Oils. And when you're going through these transitions, you don't really know which way or what you're feeling or what reason or what your body needs. And lavender has so many therapeutic properties, it can just kind of address what your body needs. That's why oils are so awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. I don't think, not talking about another oil, talking about lavender. I don't think we talk about lavender enough on this podcast. I know I've, I think I've said this a couple of times, but I don't, we don't mention it every week and we probably should because it is a fabulous oil. And I've just said that about peppermint. So I'm getting, I'm doing a bit of a sell job today and I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm just, we just mentioned a couple of oils that should be in everyone's kit. They are amazing oils and they can help you to move through so many things. Another oil that's good when you need to be sort of transitioning, making adjustments in your life is rosemary. Rosemary is a really, really good oil for helping you to move through change because it can help you to be teachable. It can help you to be prepared to take these new energies on board you know, rather than being closed-minded to it or rather than sort of locking yourself away and not being accepting of the changes that are going on for you. So rosemary is a really nice oil for that. And it can also help with clarity, can also help you to see things a little more clearly. So the last phase or I guess return or age that you might feel things more strongly is that we're going to talk about anyway today. I'm sure there's a ton more. If you're an astrologer, you could mm. you could tell us a lot of information. What we know about is the second Saturn return and it happens around age 60. So this is the next decade. And it's a little bit different because you've kind of gone through these shakeups to kind of figure yourself out and mature and be able to like learn about what you're here to do. And when you come to the second Saturn return, you're really focusing on what you want to give back to the world in the last phase of your life. You've already taken care, if you had kids, you've taken care of your kids. I mean, of course, some people still might have kids around at this time, but they're pretty self-sufficient. And you've taken care of others and you've taken care of your job or whatever you've done for the majority of your life so far. To me, it seems like a new beginning, really exciting because you're like really focusing on 
what you want to do, what you're here to do, what you want to give back. How can you be of service to the world? Roz, you can go ahead and add more here if you want. Yeah, yeah, uh, all of all of that. And that's kind of post-Saturn return while you're actually going through Saturn return. So remember, this is the third time during your life that Saturn comes into the gate that it was at the time of your birth. And of course, it will come in again, you know, just before you turn 90. So, and then if, you know, we all live to 120, it will come in again. So Saturn does a cycle every sort of 28, 29 years. So often it's around about 58, 59 years of age that you'll start to feel this Saturn return coming. And it's like Nani mentioned with the first return, it's kind of like this barbed wire fence. I I do like that analogy that's in front of you that you have to very carefully negotiate that it will bring up stuff that you haven't dealt with yet particularly when referenced with the gates that you have in Saturn. So if there's anything in your Saturn that you haven't dealt with yet, then it will come up and bite you on the backside. So just be very mindful of that. If you have not yet been through your second Saturn return, find out what's in your Saturn gates and perhaps work with a human design coach or consultant specialist who can help you to talk through what that might mean to you and what that might look like because you know you're 58 59 you don't really want major upheaval in your life but very often we we see it in in people of this age we see big upheaval like nani was saying the kids have left home the house is empty you know you're maybe wondering what it is that you are going to do with the next hopefully 40 years of your life 50 years of your life depending on you know where you see yourself and how healthy you are and it can bring up some stuff so it's really wise to know what it is that is being brought up or is likely to be brought up for you and deal with it before saturn makes his way around to your birth gates so We suggest using the same essential oils that you use for your first Saturn return, which would be lemongrass and peppermint. Of course, you can add our favorite lavender to it if you'd like, just to cover all your bases. Or frankincense, they both kind of do the same thing with lots of different therapeutic properties. And if you want help with this, Roz might not plug herself, but she is super helpful guiding people through their returns. And it's very helpful figuring out the support that you need or what might be going on for you. So check her out at findyournaturalgroove.com if you want to learn more about getting a reading. If you're coming up on one of those ages that we mentioned, it's also a super fun gift to give someone. And I'm, I'm totally not trying to plug things, but human design is like a super unique, helpful gift to give someone. So you could give someone a gift of a reading to help them through that time. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also do solar return readings too. And solar return readings are all about what's coming up for you in the year ahead. And you get them done around about the time of your birthday. A lot of people give themselves birthday presents of a solar return reading. And it will tell you what themes are coming up for you in the year ahead. You know, what other people are going to be expecting from you, what your environment's going to be like. It's a really interesting process to go through as well. 
So human design is, is it's a multitasker. It does a whole lot of things. Yeah. So we don't want to overload your brain. We might have already done that with all the different returns and ages and life cycles that you go through. But we hope you learned something and found it interesting. And Roz, you're, you close. You're close. I will. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks so much for listening. If you are curious to find out more about what either Nani or I do, please follow us up at our websites. Nani's is humandesigntools.com and there's loads of really cool things on Nani's website. And mine is findyournaturalgroove.com. You'll also find out you'll also find out what we do with essential oils on our websites too. So if you're interested in getting some essential oils in your life, check us out on our websites and you'll find links there. I just want to say thank you to those of you who have been leaving reviews for us. It really does help our reach and it is very much appreciated. And of course, we read them all. So if you've got any suggestions for us, please send us an email or pop it in the review and say you'd like to hear more of something and we can do that too. So thanks so much again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye, Nani. Bye, Roz. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.